Welcome to Animal Cafe, where you'll hear weekly interviews with experts and enthusiasts working to better the lives of animals, and a monthly segment reviewing fun, fabulous, and useful products for your pets. Check our website, animalcafe.co, for more. Hi there. This week we are talking to Francis Metcalf. He is of Friends of the Family Dog Training in Oakland, California, and he's also a dear friend. And Fran, Francis has such an extensive bio. We're just gonna. I'm gonna let him kind of talk talk about what he does for a little while. So thank you, Fran, for for joining me tonight, and welcome. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> We're sitting by the fire here. It's sort of a rainy night. We have a roaring fire. Well, it was yeah, crackling it before, but now it's kind of almost roaring. It is roaring. It's got a really good airflow going through it here, and um, it's really heating up in here. We're, we're, <laughs> it, we're, at, we're at Francis's training facility, which is extremely cozy and eclectic, and we have not only a fire, but we have wine, and we have... Um, it's a, Flowers, there's a, there's tulips a bar here. here. Yeah, yeah, there's a whole cool. bar. Basically, the, the training facility cool. is is built off uh, the European Dog Club model versus sort of in America we have a lot of uh, training facilities built off the doctor's office model where mm-hmm. you have maybe a receptionist and you know it's like this the grooming boarding that, mm-hmm. that sort mm-hmm. of thing um, we we didn't want to go that way we wanted to have more of a, a public house it's beautiful it's, it's it's really gorgeous you have like uh you have a lot of reclaimed wood in here, I think. Yes, and a lot of um, slate. What is that on the floor? This is um, Connecticut limestone. Limestone. And uh, that's the Roman pattern. It's sort of got the um, the. Uh, it's just a, it's an amazing pattern because it has um, a, a randomness to it, but you can tell it's sort of a, a broader order mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. a way. I'll have to take a it picture. Looks, yeah, it looks random. But it's absolutely ordered. So this is what we're doing tonight. We're here and we're talking and, and Francis is also a dear friend and he's extremely talented and, and he's just, he's got a wealth of information to share. Tonight we're going to focus on, on one particular aspect of his long career, but um, let, let's talk a little bit about what you've done to get yourself here. What is, a little, little bit about how you became a dog trainer and, and what you, you know, what you, what you do, what you've done. Well, you know, I just started like everyone does with having a dog and every dog I saw I loved and all that stuff. But, um, you know, I just, I started training. I saw trainers training and I, and I tried to emulate them and I've just gotten better, better and better the more I've stuck at it really over the years. And eventually I was able to (laughs) charge, charge people how to, you know, charge people money for teaching them how to do it too. And now mostly uh, young trainers come to me for training on how to be better trainers. Now you're, you're very gifted and, you know, I know you started as, as a pretty young person and um, you did mention when we were chatting how you, you, how you wanted to seek out how to become a dog trainer. But I, I like the, I like the idea and the information that you've given that, like, you've, you've emulated people because how do you become a dog trainer? You come, become a dog trainer by observing and practicing, no? Well, nowadays um, we have YouTube and online video and interviews like this, but, you know, when I started there wasn't 
there, there, there really wasn't much of a public internet with dog stuff on it. Oh, there wasn't really. There wasn't yeah. any. Yeah, you know, there wasn't any. And, you <laughs> Not know. that you're ancient, but you know, <laughs> we both go back 20 years or so, and it was a different landscape. And it's just, you know, dog training is something that's hard to encode into writing. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot easier to talk about or see or learn by doing. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I had a lot of time just training by myself and trying to learn how to do things by myself. And that really got me ready to ask the right questions and learn how to be a real professional dog trainer and always be able to deliver uh, the correct behavior in the end. You know, I mean, that's what people pay me to do is to change or modify behavior. Or create. And create, absolutely. We'll get more to that later. And so let's talk about some of the, some of your accomplishments. You know, you, you, you started with your, your own personal dogs, as most mm-hmm. of us do, right? Yes. And how how did you how did you shape yourself here? You what were your first what was your first dog? The best thing that ever happened to me was looking in the back of the paper and seeing an advertisement. Again, this was before the internet. We're talking like what eighties, nineties? Nineties. Early nineties. Okay. Um and seeing an advertisement for a ring a ring sport trial, a French ring sport trial. And, um, I went there and I had, um, a couple rescued pit bulls and a rescued border collie. And, um, I had, I was super interested in skateboarding with them and doing all (laughs) kinds of tricks, as many as I, as I could do with them. And I heard about this ring sport trial and I went and checked it out and I saw the art of French ring sport and Belgian Malinois and uh, really a high grade of training and I was really inspired. I saw that and I said I really wanted to do that. And and what is French ring sport? It is a dog training sport, sort of like track and field for dogs. There's <laughs> there's 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 running, jumping, uh, scent work and protection work and that's when they bite the guy in the full padded suit unlike schutzend where they bite the arm in ring sport they bite a full padded suit and there's many techniques it's like a martial arts with dogs so how is this transformative for you well um it showed training uh, that was off leash and off collar and off collar too yeah off leash and off collar for an hour in length of a performance that lasted forty-five minutes. Yeah, forty-five minutes to an hour for a ring three, and um, I knew that that was hard, you know. And I knew the dog began long to duration training. Right? Yeah, it's, it's, and and it looked like the dogs were doing it just from magic. It didn't seem <laughs> like. Training. Yeah, I I mean, I had seen training where you could clearly see the dog wanted the reward. Mm -hmm. But in this, they were just doing it in this sort of nonchalant way, which is sort of part of the French French. ring. Yeah, very very French (laughs) way. And I was just interested in it, and I wanted to learn more. And I started training my motley crew of dogs, and, and 
trying to train each one of them to do a couple exercises, but it was very hard to get it all into one dog. Was it really? Okay. Yeah, it was like, so I, the Border Collie could do all these exercises, and the Pit Bulls could do a couple exercises each, but not all of them could do every exercise in one dog. Put the whole routine together. Yeah, and that's when I got a Malinois, and that allowed me to pursue the sport to a higher level and actually start competing and you went uh, to France I went to France for a summer um, I studied with some of the best ring sport trainers there and um, you know I did pretty well uh, for myself with comp competition here in North America and it's just been a really it was a really good ride you, My you dog, did pretty well well um, I won a lot of competitions <laughs> <laughs> with, with, with my turbo. yeah, and he was my first Malinois, and I had a lot of great help along the way. Um, it's a really funny story, actually. I, I had moved from Chicago to Los Angeles, and I really I was burning to learn ring sport. Um, and I, there was there was a lot of great Schutzen trainers in Los Angeles, um, but I, I, there there wasn't a ring sport trainer close by. And I heard about this baker that lived. Oh. Yeah, he was he was a baker, and he had done ring sport in France, and he knew a lot of stuff. He was a decoy. He had he had trained a bunch of dogs. Oh, really? And, How cool! Yeah, so I call I got his story. number, and I called him up, and he said, "No, no, I'm I have kids no, now. I'm over it. Yeah, I'm over it. You know, <laughs> I'm just about raising my kids." And and finally, I I called him and called him. And I convinced him to meet me. Uh, at the park in Los Angeles, and he brought two kids and baby baby carriages and strollers and rockers and all this stuff, and he proceeded to tutor me um, in the finer points of French ring sport. Oh. That's Jean-Jacques. Jean-Jacques oh, Jean Girardo, yeah. yes. Oh, wow. and, and from there, he really helped me start winning competitions, and I after that, I, I won... My first competition, and then the next competition I won, and so on and so forth, and started earning respect from fellow trainers, and um, was really able to come out as both a sport dog trainer and a professional trainer at that point, and doors opened for me. So I think that was really important. That's how it started. Yeah. And that concludes part one of my interview with Francis Metcalf. Stay tuned for part two, where we talk about his amazing and super entertaining circus class. Welcome to Animal Cafe, where you'll hear weekly interviews with experts and enthusiasts working to better the lives of animals, and a monthly segment reviewing fun, fabulous, and useful products for your pets. Check our website, animalcafe.co, for more. Welcome to the second half of my interview with Francis Metcalf. In part one, we talked about his early career and how he became a dog trainer, so you could get to know him a little bit. And now we're going to talk about his latest passion, which is uh, working with dogs for entertainment and for, well, for human entertainment, but also for mental stimulation and to help them. Uh, really get the most out of life. And he does this through his circus class. So join me as I speak to Francis once again. Thank you. And I, after that, I, I won my first competition and then the next competition I won and so on and so forth and started earning respect from fellow trainers and um, was really able to come out as both a sport dog trainer and a professional trainer. 
at that point and doors opened for me. So I think that was really important. That's how it started. Yeah. It was a great foundation. So it yeah. was a lot of fun too, really. And then you, you also do, you've done a lot of film and commercial and, and commercial work in general. I mean, by mm-hmm. commercial, I mean professional work with dogs. No? Yep. Yep. Um, movies, video, print ads, all that kind of stuff. I really like doing that stuff, interfacing with artists and sort of making their vision happen be with the animals so that's and you know we've talked about this a little bit in the past and and it seems like it brought a whole nother aspect to to your well i mean at least to your to your mindset which is when you're working with dogs like you you, you mentioned you're working with dogs for film mm-hmm. and you have to be offset they have to work at a distance mm-hmm. you have yep. to work on cue although it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. perfect can you talk a little bit about you, about the difference between maybe Commercial work and film work and pet dog work versus maybe live performance. You've got three different elements there. Well, yeah, that really you know brings me to the circus class because um, we, we do a, a series of classes for the public. It's, anyone can do them. Um, you don't have to know anything to start in our circus one class. And our circus one is really about um, introducing the art of trick dog training, circus dog training, um, at a level of print photography. Um, okay. So you, basic staying and staying in place around distractions and basic obedience and um, looking in the right direction and and the basic tricks. So there's um, a lot of control, though. I mean, let's let, before you go any further, this is this is what most recently of all of out of, of all the years. This is what Francis is most most famous for, I guess. I mean, he's brought the circus class to the San Francisco Bay Area, and it is the hottest class that that people want to take. Um, trainers, people with problems, everyone's talking about the circus class. I hear about it no matter where I go, and so I'm I'm proud to be able to say that you're my friend. And I'm really excited about that, and I actually want to take it with maybe with Zuzu yes. or something. Well, the best thing about it, I think, and and I think the reason for some of the excitement is that it's it's a true parallel class. It doesn't interrupt other training disciplines and practices. If anything, it enhances them. It it definitely enhances them. It it allows, like, I've had people say, you know, this is the best primer for agility I can take. I say, I tell my nose work students they should take, they should take a circus class because it builds so much confidence and, and willingness to explore. We're really about try, try, try rather than perfect. There's no circus competition that your dog is going (laughs) to be the grand champion of. You know, you can't get insane about that. Just... Enjoy the enjoy. process, you know, enjoy the ride rather than worrying about the, the, the goal all the time. Well, um, what made you decide to offer these classes? I mean, you obviously have, you've always performed tricks with your own dogs since I've known you anyway mm-hmm. and enjoyed that. But what made you think that it would be fun or a good idea to bring it to, to other people? Do you use it in your private lessons or? Well, um, you know, I really wanted to expose people to a lot of the working dog techniques that we use to build confidence in working and sport dogs um, and bring that into a pet dog audience, too, because I, I was seeing that a lot of uh, pet dogs lacked confidence. And, you know, people were, were very much about manners, but they weren't necessarily about teaching the dog to interact with their environment. And we're all about um, teaching the dog to rule their environment and interact with their environment, explore and 
become smarter and more coordinated and stronger, physically stronger. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like you do a lot of balancing. Balance. It's like yoga, Pilates, <laughs> and you know, mind training. So the all dogs at once. get a full-on holistic workout when they do this with you, and they absolutely, have fun. They have absolutely, fun. it's it's really good for preventing injuries um, and rehabilitating dogs with some minor problems. If they have really major problems, it might be too much for them. Mm-hmm. But um, Circus 1 definitely isn't, but Circus 2 um, might be too much for some dogs with severe hip dysplasia. But initially, as far as just opening up creativity and bringing out some some fun into your training relationship, any pretty much any dog can do it? Any dog can do it because we're not geared just for border collies or geniuses or anything like that you know we're geared to train i started training on pit bulls and 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 tough dogs and stuff like that that really need um everything to be broken down for them uh into the smallest components and put back together so this is stuff that really any dog can learn and you've worked with older dogs, blind dogs, as well as puppies and dogs that need a bunch of like focus, right? I mean, I know you. I mean, obviously you've worked with young Malinois, but you've also well, worked a lot. With... I mean, I've worked with any, every type of dog you can you can possibly imagine. But um, in the class specifically, there's you know we we have all kinds of dogs with almost severe disabilities. We have a we have an Akita without eyes. He has no eyes. He has no eyes. This has fur where eyes should oh my be. Goodness. And and he does everything, and and uh, we have dogs that have had, you know, wow. um, aggression issues and stuff like that. It's 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 really not about what the dog's problems are; it's what their capabilities are, you know. And it's not it's not just for perfect dogs, but it's not just for dogs with with issues either. This it's just any dog can benefit from uh, learning to be more confident and explore their environment and um, control their body through space. I mean, that makes everyone more confident. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I, think, I think most people, when they're teaching tricks, the people have a different demeanor, don't they, than when they're trying to do official obedience. It's not that they, the outcome might be the same as far as focus or control, but, you know, if you think about traditional obedience or any kind of sport, people get a little cross armed and, and stern, whereas mm-hmm. when, when they're teaching a trick, something as simple as, let's say, roll over, mm-hmm. people smile. Right. They get silly. And because there isn't a competition or a, a specific standard, they relax. But then uh, I think, you know, the, the beautiful thing is that the dogs end up doing better without that kind of pressure, no? Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, traditional obedience, you have to uh, take out all the gesture and the body language. Mm-hmm. But when you perform, you want gesture and body language in your in your training. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the tricks that we do are going to have um, the, the human interacting and gesturing to the dog and not just trying to fade off all that help and have the dog just do it without any hand signal or anything like that. A lot of our tricks have the the trainer involved at the same time and it's just uh it's about flowing with the dog mm-hmm. rather than uh teaching the dog to maintain in a box we want them to sort of become more exploratory and interactive with uh 
with every prop that we put in the environment. For in, for instance, like um, there's there's always new stuff that comes into the the, the circle itself. So the in circus the, ring. Yeah, in the circus ring, and you know the dogs are asked to interact with it, and the trainers are asked to to say, okay, what can I do with this prop? Can I push it? Can I prod it? Can I step on it? Can I get under it, over it, jump on it? Um, do different chains of behaviors that involve it? What does the audience expect from this prop? You know, what does it mean to the audience? What does it mean to the dog? And how can we make an interesting scenario based on that? So it's creativity at both ends of the leash, really, too. Um, okay, so can we talk, uh, we don't have much time left, but I'd like to hear a little bit about some of the tricks that you do train. What are some of your tricks that you might do in, in, in Circus 1 or Circus 2? The, the, I mean, the, the big one is go, go out. So in dog training, we have uh, three basic building blocks. The dog follows, meaning the dog comes with you or heals with you. Mm -hmm. um, the dog stays, and in working dog training, Specifically, we have the go out where the dog goes and works away from the it handler. It takes a lot of confidence to do that. To work away from the handler. So we, we try and balance out the pet dog training by emphasizing the go away from the handler onto our circus pedestals. And that gives the dog a safe spot, home plate to be at um, while other dogs perform. And so the go out... And we teach every trick imaginable on the pedestal, waving with both paws, sit pretty, spin, um, two feet on, two feet off. Uh, we have a play bow, a neck bow. All on the walking, pedestal, all in one place. Right? Well, walking uh, on the pedestal it, it, it's, as much as they can. On, okay. you know, some, some exercises are motion exercises. Um, and some are static exercises mm -hmm. that they do on the pedestal, and some they do in motion going from point A to point B. Okay. So okay. there's a lot of point A to point B It's a lot training. of communication and control, though, but all in a fun way. I Around mean. other dogs, too. So it's a, we teach in an environment that is distracting, and it has... There's a, there's <laughs> Inherently, a lot, right? Yeah, I mean, because there's a, lot, there's a lot of dogs. There's a lot of dog energy. They all want to get together and work out everything, you mm -hmm. know, but we want them to remain focused on the handler. And so we teach with techniques that will cut through some of their distraction and such be as? able to, well, well, such as lots of luring. We always start with luring. Um, this is not a free shaping type class. If you know what that is, that's mm -hmm. more of, um, um, a clicker technique, uh, without, with less, uh, with, with less, um, activity from the trainer. Mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. trying to draw out more from the dog. Um, we have to start with a lot of luring and a lot of keeping the dog um, blinded to the, the other distractions by keeping the motivation up. Okay. High frequency okay. of reward. So and the more engaging the person is, the less the dog's going to get bored exactly, or look away? Exactly. Okay. We teach the dogs how to stay focused on their handlers and do their tricks around a lot of distraction and a lot of other dogs. Do you do multiple dog tricks as well? We do. Everything is, is multiple dog tricks, but we, you know, it is, it's sort of a, a, a pinnacle of training when you have multiple dogs actually touching and interacting that don't know each other. And that, that is very difficult. Yeah, okay. So we don't do that. Every dog has its comfort zone because all the dogs don't know each other. Okay. Necessarily. Okay. Yeah. They get to know each other over the course of the class, 
but um, the dogs are asked to do things that are synchronized, but not exactly, they're passing each other, but they're not, say, in, in a in typical circus routine, up on each other's backs or okay. anything like they're that. Yeah, that, that, that. that's too much for beginning dogs, for okay. sure. Okay, yeah. Okay, so do you have a favorite, a favorite trick to teach? Favorite trick to teach? Well, you know, all of the tricks are great. And, <laughs> you know, I'm going it, to post video links, it, by the way, because you have to see this, people. Any trick that the dog really loves to do mm -hmm. is especially great because, you know, you want the dog to really love to do it. Um, in terms of tricks that I partic particularly like that thrill me, anytime when you, when you have to worry about three behaviors going at once, that is a... Uh, that takes a type of focus from the trainer that is just, um, it's, it's very meditative. So for instance, um, walking on three legs or walking on two legs, mm -hmm. um, or balancing something on their head while they do something else. That's is pretty there, crazy. I mean, that's a three, lot. Yeah, yeah, the dog is really remaining in control of many things and you're coaching the dog how to do that. And that's just really... To me, it's the most thrilling moment when I'm juggling all these behaviors at once, and I'm really in the moment doing that. To me, that is, that is the absolutely most thrilling thing in dog training. Um, it's just really being in the moment and and you know having my uh, rewards just be perfect. Well, just and, making magic. Yeah, making it, really? happen. Making it happen. Um, and when people just you know they can't believe the dog did it. You know, <laughs> they, they, they can't imagine how many tiny steps it took to get there. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's just so many little cells of, of film, every little micro motion, um, that I had to shape to get the dog to do a certain thing. So yeah, complex behaviors are just, you know, they're, they're, they're what I love to do, I guess, you know, long chain behaviors, um, behavior chains that go on for a while but you know the dog does several things at once can you list a few a few of the tricks that the more advanced dogs for, for instance your own dogs i know that your own dogs are quite quite skilled can you list a few of the tricks to give people a, a vision of some of the things like maybe that chomsky or balzac can do for instance oh uh, well a, a really uh, a classic trick is to um go open the mailbox get the mail Use your nose to flip the the mailbox closed. Bring the mailbox the mail back. The mailbox back. The mailbox back. <laughs> and and uh, you know that that sort of thing that takes a lot of dexterity. Um, holding something in their mouth while they flip something. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of little pieces, and yeah. we build everything in pieces, and then we we put it together. And Chomsky balances quite a bit, doesn't she? She balances a lot of stuff on her head while she walks and lays down and sits up and always keeping it balanced on her head. So that's a really fun one, too. Um, I have a magic trick I do with Chomsky with a deck of cards, which is really uh, super unique and um, took a lot of work to train, a lot of intricate uh, training went into doing the trick. And I'm really proud of it. Something I don't really do a lot of on video. Um, 
but and, and the reason for that is is uh, it's just it's best to see up up in person. It's pretty cool trick. It's pretty cool, and I know that it really really kind of stumps a lot of people to see that trick. That trick happen. It's pretty darn cool. The training, because you know, the the really nice thing about it is that it doesn't look trained, and I love yeah. I love it when the dog just looks like it's doing it because the dog wants to do it, mm-hmm. and not because they've been trained to do it. That they've, you know, you you see that um, some training looks trained; it looks artificial, mm-hmm. you know, and other training looks like the dog just woke up one day and decided do it <laughs> and and to me that's one of the most magical things is when they look they wake up uh it looks like the dog just you know somehow the dog just goes and gets you the beer yeah yeah you know it's like you know. they're just really interacting yeah in they're that, just in really doing it you know and i think that's it, it, at its heart that's really what circus training is about is making your dog into the coolest dog in the neighborhood and being able to inspire people to see the magic of dogs and eventually training um and um you see someone's see i remember seeing people's dogs when i was a kid and being like how did that happen you know how did he do that how did <laughs> you know and just thinking about it all day and all night well, like it's making how did, magic every day how did those how did that person train that dog to do it and we we actually Teach people how to do that step by step for any dog, mm-hmm. how to break down any behavior and train your dog to do it. So whatever crazy thing you can think up, we can teach you how to do that thing. And it makes training fun. You know, it takes it to a whole nother level. It's, it's not about, we're the anti-manners people. I mean, if you want manners training, <laughs> um, you can there's plenty. You're they, capable they, of that. But yeah, I mean, not we're, we're, we're not, we're about... You know, it's not that we don't want dogs with manners. It's that um, if all you focus on is don't do this and don't do that, then you trap the dog in the box. Mm-hmm. You know, you want the you want the dog, dog. Yeah. to be able to solve problems and learn how to learn rather than just stopping doing things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're all about just teaching the dog to try and try again and keep on trying. Um, and stay motivated and focused on the handler and trying to do new things. So it's not about control and dominance or anything like that. You just want a dog to learn to be creative and confident in the world. It's definitely about control. Well, yeah. Uh, eventually, it's about control. Um, and it's, it, control it's about precision, but it's not, it's not, yeah, it's not control and, and precision right away. Well, it's not yeah. suppression. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely not suppression. Um, it's it's about. I mean, most of our dogs are too tapped out by being exhausted trying things. Mm-hmm. By the end of you know a mm-hmm. quarter of the way through a surf a circus dog class, to need to be suppressed. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh my god, you know this is this is amazing. I can't believe how much stuff I've learned. I'm totally content to sitting here. Wow, yeah, no, <laughs> you know, it's cool. so, so um, yeah, no. It, we're we're not about manners per se. We're about exploring behavior and exploring the process of of training and all the different uh, training methodologies. Every dog is different, and we don't limit ourselves really to training 
one way, one specific way. Um, we start with, we do a lot, a lot of luring to start with um, because it keeps the dog focused mm -hmm. and it keeps the handler involved in training. Engaged, and sure. then as we create the behaviors, um, and again, we're working in a very distracting area because um, there's all these dogs in a small space. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah, as we create the behaviors, we get them more on cue and we can start fading our help and using more of a clicker training methodology mm -hmm. um, to get the dogs to perform the tricks. But at first... Um, we don't separate the, you know, this to, you know, some, some people are, you know, Purists. pure, uh, free shapers mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. um, you know, some people just do one thing or the other thing. Um, we do it all and we do it all at once to try <laughs> and get Whatever works. the clearest signal to the dog. Gotcha. Perfect. Perfect. So I think that's, that's a lot of fun. It sounds like something that, that that I want to try with Maybe Zuzu as well. But I really liked, I think we'll end with the idea that you want, this is a class that helps you make you, your dog be the coolest dog in the neighborhood. Coolest dog in the neighborhood, for sure. You're going you're gonna to be scraping people's jaws off the ground <laughs> when they see all the incredibly intelligent things that your dog can do after you take our canine circus class. So I, I will post some links to some videos so that you can see some of the stuff that Francis's dogs and some of, a lot of his students have done. He's got some awesome video footage of all of this. And also a link to where you can find more about Francis and Friends of the Family Dog Training. And I just want to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to, to hang out with me here. I really appreciate it. It's been wonderful. And it's just a great way to spend an evening talking about dogs. <laughs> it's fun. By the fire with at our dog bar here yes it's lovely friends of the family dog training in <laughs> oakland california it's a rainy night sort of you know it's a perfect night to jet, be here. yeah it's very, I, i'll have it's to i'll have to add a picture we'll take a picture of you in here so we have that for everyone to see excellent so thank you very much bye people thanks for listening bye bye bye